Welcome to the Jammin' With Podcast, hosted by Olympic athlete Fran Hassel and the folks over at Jam Staffing, the leading recruiter of tech staff in the Austin area. Each episode, we sit down with some of the most ambitious and interesting people to work in the tech scene to discuss their life, career, and their views on what is happening in the world of technology. So, let's see who we're jamming with today. Hi everyone, it's Jam Staffing's resident Olympian Fran Halsell here, giving you a weekly insight into Austin's tech scene. This week, we have the pleasure of jamming with Sadhava Bilgakar. She is a co-founder of Fromi, who specialises in implementing secure and cost savings IAM solutions. Fromi was founded in 2019 and they have already been recognised by CIO Review as one of the most promising solutions providers of 2020. She's a champion for women in IT, and with over 20 years experience, she's an incredibly successful business leader. And I'm really looking forward to delving into details about her journey into entrepreneurship and the challenges that starting your own business come with. Hi, Savitha. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Francesca. This is such a great opportunity, you know, for uh, myself as well as, uh, you know, introducing for me on this uh, podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Oh, no, it's great to have you. And there's so many things that I want to ask you. But I think, I suppose, the best place to start is how did you get into the world of IT? Uh, yeah, that's an in interesting journey. You know, I studied um, in India, uh, as, as, as you know by my name. <laughs> so um, I did my uh, engineering in electrical and electronics um, uh, way back. Uh, don't you even quote the year. <laughs> it's um, more than two, decade, two decades now. Uh, so um, right after, you know, I graduated from my engineering, um, back then uh, it was all the tech boom. Um, so everybody, uh, you know, entered the tech field and I also had the fortune to start off my career um, with a very well-known company, um, which made um, these point of sale terminals. Um, and the company was called Verifone. So um, basically Verifone does make um, uh, point of sale terminals. You may have seen in many um, uh, groceries or Walmart or you know any other uh, retail shop. Um, yeah. So um, that's that's where my career started, um, and after that, you know, I've been just uh, moving from one sector uh, or one vertical to another vertical. Um, so um, that's yeah, that's that's the beginning <laughs> um, <laughs> of my journey. Okay, so and as you said, that you don't want to mention how long ago that is, but you've worked in this space for like a really substantial amount of time now. How have you seen the industry change in that time? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's been already two decades, uh, right? And uh, it's just been an amazing journey, um, you know, from India, you know, I came to the US, um, you know, on almost like a pre-internet, um, uh, you know, era. Um, and then um, I kind of, um, you know, once I was here, um, I did my master's in computer science um, because I wanted to continue uh, pursuing my career um, in, in the tech industry. Um, so we've been, um, you know, in the Midwest uh, for about 15 years. Um, and uh, just in 2014, I moved, moved to Austin. So to answer your question about how the industry has changed, um, if you really look back, 
um, over the past 20 years, uh, technology has uh, developed in leaps and bounds, right? And we yeah. have seen changes occur that we could not even imagine back at the turn of the millennium. Uh, the so past true. decade in the United States uh, has uh, seen technology advancements, demographic, uh, no demographic shifts um, in every sector for that matter. You know, think about communication, healthcare, entertainment, financial industry, technology, sports. <laughs> you were <laughs> the best example to you know give us a little insight on uh, how sports has changed over the <laughs> last uh, you know uh, two decades or even last decade. You know, it doesn't have to be last two decades. Um, when somebody says inventions, you know, we always think about uh, inventing, you know, telephone or electricity, right? Yeah. Of course, these are great inventions, um, but uh, can you imagine like the products and services uh, that are being launched in just the last um, few years, right? It's actually uh, which ridiculous, have, isn't it? The yeah, which have had like major, exactly, which, which, which has had like major impacts. Uh, past decade, um, you know, um, tech has boomed uh, and uh, product featuring uh, smart technologies like uh, as simple as, you know, video doorbell, facial recognition, um, semi-autonomous uh, cars, um, 3D printing, yeah. <laughs> Netflix streaming. Um, <laughs> so I can go on and on. And it's it's been such an amazing, um, you know, journey as well as transformation, right? Digital transformation has occurred. Um, which has touched not just the technology and companies, but a, a common man, right? Look yeah. at the iPhone or other uh, technology that has uh, come in place. Um, but also, we will also have to look at the flip side of it, right? What has uh, the technology advancement has been great. It has given us great convenience and, you know, whatnot. But it also has brought some amount of risk, right? Everything is data-driven um, and um, security and identity is uh, such a key aspect of um, all of this, right? And that's where, you know, uh, we founded this company to ensure that um, we are able to cater to that enterprise risk. Um, yes, yeah, I think it's like at the moment, it's kind of getting to a point where everybody's starting to wonder where their data's going, who's seeing what, there's a lot of things out and about, there's more information on who's getting your data, how they're getting it, what they're doing with it. And it's actually quite intense really, isn't it? And to like the average person, you don't really know all that kind of stuff unless you're in the world of it. So we do need protecting from it, don't we really? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, being in security field uh, for, for such a long time, you'll not believe that uh, my house, you know, we uh, <laughs> secure so many things because I, I know where the data is, how it's being utilized. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, you, when you know, if you don't know, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? True, very true. <laughs> and, and if you do, then uh, you you are like trying to secure, like, you know, having parental control, you are making sure that, you know, your networks are secure, you're putting in, um, uh, I mean, fence around <laughs> your <laughs> yes. uh, sim simple things, you know, uh, which um, makes it uh, really, you know, you start thinking about every aspect of it. So, um 
Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, the whole idea of, um, you know, launching this company was to um, kind of, you know, um, ensure that, you know, we talk about cybersecurity, we talk about identity and access management and how it really impacts, um, you know, a, a company uh, and also not only just the impact, but also how do we resolve it? You know, how do we put in uh, mitigations and uh, things like those? So what was the reason that you chose Austin for For Me then? Was there a specific reason that you decided Austin was going to be your base over everywhere, anywhere else in the States? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Austin is uh, such a great place. Uh, actually, in fact, um, I had never visited Austin um, before I moved to Austin, in, you know. So um, I have been discovering quite a few things, uh, such great things about Austin, you know, it's, it has a beautiful landscape. Um, it's um, good weather year around. Um, and it's, um, I mean, creative and collaborative feels like a small town uh, with a high quality life. Yeah. Uh, and being a mom, you know, I always look for um, how good is the education here, right? Um, yeah. Great, great food, music. Um, uh, my kids are into music, so I always look for that and education, um, that's all, you know, very common, you know, everybody knows about uh, that within Austin. But Austin is also a, a tech, um, you know, tech booming, um, I think, city, I can say. Um, yeah, it has sure. a lot of, yeah, it has a lot of uh, resources for IT startups. Um, not only it's a tech, um, you know, uh, city, um, it's num it's actually number one, if I'm not mistaken, and it's also um, you know really great for women entrepreneurs. There is um, quite a um, bit of resources, you know, like South by Southwest is uh, an event that happens every year that encourages uh, a lot of startups as well as other tech company. Uh, there is uh, women um, Texas Women Leadership. Um, conferences that happen and that's just a couple of them but there is a tremendous amount of uh, resources here in austin that's like really that's actually really great to hear and like from a woman's perspective being in austin and around that must be incredible but what was it like being a woman in this space going back a decade compared to what it's like now is there any because i know it's quite we're quite underrepresented aren't we in it as a as a sex so is it now getting better is there lots more that can still be done it sounds like austin have got a lot going on for women in tech but is what's what's the situation come from i suppose yeah you know two decades back uh, when i first came into the us and you know i was working for the company i always ended up in you know, an all boys team <laughs> so um that says it all <laughs> <laughs> they were very, very, uh, you know, scarce um, women, um, not only the leaders, you know, it just um, uh, very limited, um, even uh, women in technology. Um, but over the years, what I've seen is um, that that is slowly changing. Um, you know, uh, there is a lot of um, initiatives uh, like, you know, Girl Start or um, Coding for Girls or, you know, there is so many initiatives that kind of promote uh, women to get into the tech industry and pursue it, right? 
Um, so yeah, over the years, what I've seen and experienced is um, uh, there's still a lot to do. And <laughs> there is, uh, you know, uh, some of the numbers uh, say that, you know, we are probably, especially in the cybersecurity world, we are only 20%. Um, we were 11% in 2013. Now we are like 20%, um, which is still not, um, you know, up to mark, right? Uh, there is there's a long way to go, um, but I've seen um, at least we are moving along in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's exactly the same for sport as well, because all, I think to get women, it's like you've got to see things, haven't you, to believe that you can do them, I suppose in a sense. So in sport, it was very much, you watch the telly, you read the newspapers, and there's loads of heroes made out of men are good at sport, but not so much as women. And I think recently there's been more made out of women being successful sportsmen, and that's getting more girls, young girls and women into sport. And I suppose you're kind of trailblazing the way for young women coming through in the tech space by doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like me and my partner, uh, you know, Rupa, who um, is, I mean, before us, uh, this is such a, it's one of our uh, values as well, you know, to um, ensure that, you know, we are inspiring other women or girls in the tech industry. So we do um, conduct cybersecurity, uh, you know, sessions, and we do um, engage in, um, in organizations where um, girls are uh, promoted to go into tech industry, or at least, you know, uh, go and speak about um, the, I mean, um, uh, the opportunities that is uh, available right now, you know, in the tech industry for um, uh, girls. So you're kind of becoming a role model and a mentor in your own right. But who was kind of your role models and mentors, I suppose, and when you were starting your career and coming up through like being an entrepreneur and starting your own company, who has mentored you through that? And how did you go about finding a mentor for that? Yeah, whenever I speak about women, you know, I always don't forget the men <laughs> in, my, yeah. in my life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the greatest support um, and has been my loving husband, you know, he's also in the tech um, industry. Um, but um, that being said, you know, because, uh, you know, when, when I entered the tech industry, there was such limited number of, um, you know, women uh, being in the tech industry, uh, especially in the hardcore, you know, um, uh, technology, you know, where you do coding and um, analysis or design or architect. Um, so I really, you know, uh, um, admire and respect um, all of my male uh, mentors. They have been such a great, um, um, you know, inspiration and motivation as well, you know. <clears throat> so I yeah. always appreciate that. Yeah. Um, actually, in fact, the, the role model uh, from from the beginning when I was very little um, is being my mom. <laughs> I definitely want to call her out here um, because my mom, uh, she's um, a nurse um, and she's been a nurse for 35 years um, in, um, uh, in a neuro and mental health um, you know, sector. And um, <clears throat> the reason I say she's such a role model is because, um, you know, she, we three kids, you know, she's managed everything so well, um, as well as <clears throat> she's shown that, you know, you can go above and beyond to do things, right? Um, she was um, 
on she's uh, received a lioness award <laughs> oh, wow. um, and then also um nightingale award for her work and service That's so incredible. i mean she's never um uh, I mean, she's always been like so patient and, um, you know, she's taught me a lot of life skills, you know, um, and uh, I probably will take that uh, a long way <laughs> with me. <laughs> life skills, I think, are massively important. And that's like one thing I wanted to touch on with you, because for me, going into any other industry, I'm really interested in what skills are really transferable and ones that you can carry through into any industry and help you on a path to success so what would you think that your mum instilled in you that's helped you get to the point where you are now um this goes back to um you know being a leader you know um for me uh, leadership um is um, not an action you know it's uh, i mean it's it's an action not a position yeah. Uh, so uh, a great leader um, basically, you know, motivates, inspires and empowers others to lead. And I've seen that, you know, with her, you know, she's been um, such a great mentor and leader, um, you know, within her um, industry. <clears throat> she always inspired people. And even today, you know, uh, I, I see that a lot of the people still get, you know, inspired by her. Um, some of the transferable um, skills, uh, there are many, you know, as a leader, you will have to be such an um, balanced person, right? Uh, emotionally balanced, um, yeah. high, you know, have that high emotional IQ. Uh, but some of it um, I can quote as uh, passion, right? I've seen that her, her way of doing things is uh, do it with passion or don't do it. <laughs> so um, that's definitely something that comes from her <clears throat> and um, she always like you know when when you look at passion passion leads to purpose or you know we always talk about that right yeah but that will define what your purpose is but along with passion if you have compassion <laughs> then that defines how you execute that purpose right so um, for me compassion um, because for her being in service industry, you know, being a nurse, she had to be highly compassionate person. So that always kind of came in as um, uh, kind of a key um, uh, skill, I guess, you know, life skill, uh, passion with compassion. <laughs> I like um, that. That's a great saying, passion with compassion. That's a great motto to live by. I like that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, um, I mean, there are, like I said, there are quite a few. You can talk about um, leading with, without authority. Um, that's been one of my uh, personal, um, you know, uh, uh, skill, or I, that's the one which I really close to my heart. Um, because I always feel like, you know, co-elevation um, as um, we, we have actually defined that co-elevation as our operating model. So what that means is uh, basically, you know, you're, you lead, um, uh, you don't have to have a title to lead, <laughs> in yeah. fact, right? Um, and you are basically allowing others to lead as well. If you, when you wear that, you know, subtle hat that, you know, you show others that you're leading without authority, that deepens commitment and engagement. Right. And that um, brings in trust among, um, I mean, it doesn't have to be just the team, right? It, it can be anybody that you interact with, partners, vendors, um, 
uh, mean anybody and everybody, even in your life, you know, for, for with your friends. Um, so and mutual accountability as well. It, 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 it allows that, you know, mutual accountability. So um, those, I mean, uh, those are definitely some transferable skills um, that I can uh, think of. Yeah, I completely understand. And I, well, I completely agree with the empowering people to be their own leader and letting people do things that they want to do because then they're the biggest advocate for your business and they respect you they engage you with more and it's more collaborative way of working isn't it exactly yeah creating more leaders not followers right exactly yes (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about for me then what actually what inspired you to start your own business because it's quite a scary crazy kind of mad like situation to be in isn't it you've got a really good job doing what you're doing and you're like right I'm leaving that and going out (laughs) so what was the inspiration behind it yeah that's actually uh, a very good you know when you have such a lucrative job uh, and you know that this is such a um, you know uh, lucrative market to be in you know why would I (laughs) take a risk of um, because it's a big risk starting your own business but it's like it's so it's like a lot of courage isn't it to take that step into it because as much as you know about your industry and what you're doing actually starting a business from scratch entails a lot of moving parts doesn't it yeah absolutely you know again you know i'll go back to the same aspect of passion right um passion for creating something new um, I have actually initiated two other companies in the past. This was um, way back in 20, uh, 2009. Um, one of the company is basically, um, it is um, a social entrepreneurship. You know, I was very uh, touched with um, education back then, and I wanted to create something um, um, which would um, kind of allow anybody, anywhere, um, in the world <laughs> to have access to education. Wow, and, that's like such a great yeah. mission. Yeah, <laughs> so it was called a smart school. Um, and uh, even today, you know, uh, I still have that my daughter um, kind of repurposed that. And now she's running that as um, something called imbalanced. You know, she kind of talks about cultures, she talks about uh, different perspective. Um, of uh, the same topic and different perspective of life. So, um, so yeah, definitely passion about, you know, um, creating something new, um, innovating new methods and approaches, right? Once you're in an industry, you see the gaps, you see there is so much that you can do, um, you know, with it. So, basically that's where you know your your drive kind of starts <laughs> you start seeing that yes there is there is something that i can do about it and i have this idea uh, which will work very well um so for for me um you know when we uh, initiated for me that was our um main um kind of a motto i don't know i mean um main purpose i can say you know seize an opportunity to deliver business value because yeah. both um, my me and my partner, uh, we know that uh, because I worked in uh, you know with vendor companies like product companies, and she has worked with um, a lot of customers, and she's led um, the identity access management teams and whatnot. Um, so what we saw is that um, there is so much that you can do, you know, uh, within this business. Um, 
uh, especially bringing in you know expertise um, so what we do within for me is we kind of bring in all three aspects of um, it consulting the strategic you know st strategic consulting we bring in the expertise of both functional as well as the technical um, knowledge um, so yeah i think you know uh, passion i think uh, innovation for new methods and approaches and of course we want to inspire other women and girls in the industry uh, and set an example to others that uh, they can follow their dreams <laughs> oh that's that's a great mission i like that a lot and so for me has been going for two years now just about yeah yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Years, yeah. so what's like the biggest lessons you've learned on this journey because obviously set it up at the start of 2019 and now obviously it's a really different world again to what it was then with what's happening in the current climate so what are the biggest lessons you've learned along the way yeah definitely there is quite a few because we are such a you know you know <laughs> uh, we are a startup company and we have just started so um i think you know the biggest lesson i i personally think is like you know uh, we we have to strive for progress, um, not perfection. Because what happens is, you know, if you're striving for per per perfection, then you lose, um, you know, even making those little strides, right? So yeah. we got to be um, agile, flexible, and adaptive, um, you know, uh, in, in our approaches. Uh, when I say flexible, it means that you need to have a plan B, plan C, <laughs> plan <laughs> Sometimes C. Sometimes plan, plan Z, <laughs> plan Z. <laughs> exactly, plan Z. Um, so, um, I mean, uh, the, the thing is, you know, sometimes certain approaches will not work. And you will have to embrace that. You will have to embrace the failure. You will have to embrace the rejection. And if you are with that kind of an open mind, um, you'll always find ways, right? And I will always say that, you know, we are in a fee, in, we are in um, an era, or even, even I, sh I don't want to kind of confine this only to um, the tech industry or um, other industries, but we are in an era where change is the only constant. Everything is changing <laughs> by yeah. the minute. So if we don't embrace change, then, you know, um, it just, um, I mean, you just don't grow, right? So true. So, so definitely, you know, these are all the lessons, you know, we're saying that be flexible, uh, you know, accept rejection and failures, uh, be creative in your approaches. Like, for example, um, with COVID, see, we, we came into the business and as, as we were ramping up, COVID showed, <laughs> showed wow. up. So um, we had to be creative in so many different aspects, like, for example, um, marketing ourselves, right? Um, the, the, re, the way generally in this industry, um, you know, we market, um, we go to the trade shows and we have these social meetups. That's where we build our relationship with customers and vendors, right? Now we don't have that opportunity. We, we are at home and everything is online and it, it is a quite a quite a challenge um, but we found different methods different ways of building our customer base um, and that's what i meant you know you can't stick to one idea and one ideology you got to kind of keep refining constantly, yeah constantly adapt and constantly change to what's going on and i think it's what you said about 
you're basically celebrating the small successes daily and not then redefining what failure looks like to you and what success looks like, isn't it? In a way, because failing, mm-hmm. you have to fail to succeed. There's got to be a yin to a yang, hasn't there? So <laughs> yep. is learning is the best way to go about it and do it. And I think that with what's going on at the moment, being totally flexible and constantly adapting and changing there, the businesses that will come through this with as a success and not thinking, Oh, well, we didn't hit the target that we expected to hit this year and then put the blame on COVID. It's the ones that don't blame, don't have any blame on anybody or don't think about the blame aspect of it. They just celebrate what they can right now and be flexible and do it to the best of their ability. Absolutely. You know, you hit the right nail there. <laughs> you know, we we are like a great believer in um, celebrating small successes. And, you know, this has definitely been our approach. Um, and um, I mean, you know, as, as I mentioned, uh, change, we will have to embrace change and uh, we will have to embrace um, and be flexible in terms of what uh, how we approach our uh, um, I mean, any aspect of the business that doesn't have to be just the target. Very true. And I suppose with a business that's growing and there's, there's a lot going on for you, how do you balance that with other aspects of your life and other parts of your life? Because obviously at the moment it's all hands on deck, trying new things, creating new opportunities, but how do you step away from that and have your downtime where you can relax and be yourself, I suppose? Yeah, that's definitely uh, something I do take uh, time for myself um, because I, I'm a great believer that um, if you have a good state of mind and if you are keeping yourself in a healthy state, both mentally I'm not both mentally, emotionally, as well as physically, <laughs> then, you know, you reflect that um, with others, right? And being in this uh, position where uh, we are constantly um, dealing with chaos and, you know, constantly dealing with uh, changes and, you know, um, it's, it's very important to get um, that mental uh, balance going on. So I do, um, I mean, um, do yoga uh, and um, meditation um, every day to keep myself uh, completely sane. <laughs> because as a mom, you know, uh, there are uh, definitely challenges at home as well, because uh, with COVID, there is homeschooling. And um, my daughter is actually off to college this year. You know, th- that was pretty um, kind of um, stressful um, end of last year with all her admission process and whatnot. So, um, yes, you know, um, I, you know, because I'm an in- engineer, <laughs> so uh, it's not just engineering outside, you got to do an inner engineering. So I do, um, um, you know, attend um, these inner engineering programs. Um, you can actually look up online. It's a, it's a great program. You know, it helps you. Um, you know, um, in, in so many different aspects, um, it gives you a mental stability, um, an emotional balance, um, and as well as, you know, a, a great uh, physical aspect. So, um, yeah, that's how I think the yoga meditation, uh, and I spend quite a 
good amount of time with my kids. Uh, we do hiking and, you know, <laughs> other activities. Um, so, yeah. I think it's quite integral, isn't it, to, to being a successful leader and running a great business and getting that to where you want it to be, actually making sure that you're selfish about you time and having time for yourself away from that. Actually, it's kind of, it's hard to do because you think that you need to be involved in it and do everything all the time. <laughs> But it's, it's actually what you do need to do is take that time for yourself because then it makes you better at what you do, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it's, it's uh, I mean, when, when somebody says self-love, you know, I, I kind of grin or laugh at that because it's, it's important, you know, it's important to take care of yourself, um, you know, for, for sake of everybody else, right? If you are... Um, uh, stable in terms of how you deal with things, how you deal with uh, things emotionally. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's for a greater good, right? Um, so yeah, definitely I recommend uh, everyone to uh, take time um, to, um, you know, uh, kind of um, keep themselves healthy and, you know, happy. So that will automatically reflect, um, you know, uh, when you engage with others. That's, yeah I think that's like a great note to leave everybody with to be honest like for sure like make yourself yourself make sure yourself is happy and you're making happiness for yourself and then it kind of spirals from there out to everybody else doesn't it yeah absolutely and um uh, this has been uh, such a great opportunity uh, thank you Francesca I really appreciate it it's been fun talking with you well, thank <laughs> you, know, you so much it, for it talking it to me it's like, been great <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like you know uh, we were talking for <laughs> 20 minutes <here. laughs> so yeah thank you I really appreciate oh, it no um, thank you everything that you're talking about what it's like being a woman in this space your journey and what the challenges that you've faced and how your business goes about setting its culture has been fantastic. And thank you for sharing those insights because it was incredible, really. Yeah, and before uh, we uh, kind of leave, I quickly want to talk um, uh, about, um, you know, how are we unique, um, you know, uh, with For Me? Yes, um, Because that definitely. also kind of relates to the same um, kind of a theme here, right? Um, we, we are women-owned business in cybersecurity, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, and not there are not very many of us, right? And uh, our, our uh, goal is to um, kind of help um, mentor and uh, educate people. Um, we do, um, you know, do strategic consulting uh, and have expertise in both functional as well as technical uh, knowledge. So we are kind of, you know, holistic that nature. Um, and um, we do have something called a fixed cost uh, services, uh, taking no wastage approach. Uh, what that means is, um, you know, we eliminate customization, reduce cost, um, and um, it, it's, it's just a great program. You know, you can look up online about um, the SSAIAM program. Or, uh, um, that, so where that would people go to to find that? Um, you can go to the website um, forme.com uh, okay. and you should see um, all of our services um, that we offer. And uh, we actually um, have gone uh, another unique approach is uh, we have productized our services 
that way we can treat that as a product <laughs> so which is very unique to ourselves um, and uh, of course we have a unique um, you know assessment tool uh, to evaluate IAM um, you know, identity access management um, roadmap um, so yeah definitely you know um, let us know if uh, you guys want to reach out to us um, you can reach out to us through our website Amazing. Well, thank you so much for that, Savitha. I appreciate your time and it's been incredible talking to you. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure, Francesca. And uh, thank you again you know, for this opportunity. Um, and yeah, do visit us uh, in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Jamming With is a podcast in association with Jam Staffing. Please rate and subscribe to the channel to hear more from the people shaping the Austin tech scene. And don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast. Remember that if you're looking for work or need to hire great people, you can reach out to us at jam-staffing.com.